0: Have you ever wondered why some people choose to not get married? We will tell you on the first episode of Happily Unmarried.
1: Hi, my name is Danielle.
0: And my name is Danielle.
1: And you're listening to the Happily Unmarried podcast, a podcast about adulting and living your best life.
0: This is episode one, and for the next 30 minutes, we will talk about why we choose to start a family, share our life together, but not get married.
1: To stay in touch with us, follow us on Twitter at Unmarried Media. And to get new episodes once they are released, subscribe to the Happily Unmarried podcast on iTunes and YouTube.
0: So we're not married. Correct. Um, but I think for a lot of people, they have good reasons to get married. So before we explore why we choose to not get married, maybe we should explore first why people may get married. Fair. Um, so I think for for a lot of people, getting married is just a natural progression in their life. It's just like what everybody else is doing. And they just feel like, oh, yeah, that's like just what you do. like. You graduate from college, you find a job, um you fall it's the in the game love. of life <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and and you get married um there's no questions asked, right? Nobody like reflects on if this is like makes sense or if this is what they want. It's just, oh yeah, yeah, everybody else does it, so I'm gonna do that as well,
1: right, yeah, there's this assumption that in order for you to have children, you have to be married first, so marriage is that natural progression. Um, we have we you know these relationships early in our lives um and I think for a lot of people, you know getting married is the end goal and and I agree I think that it is uh it's like a. i I wasn't joking when I said it's like the game of life we grow up we literally grow up playing that game as a kid, and you had to stop to go to college and you had to stop to buy a house and you had to stop to get married, and you didn't have children until after you got married so um i think f- just from a cultural perspective it almost feels like it's a requirement
0: right um and there's obviously also like for a lot of people there's there's religious reasons um Absolutely. and cultural reasons um there's like even a lot of like expectations from not necessarily from the people themselves that are getting married but like from their friends and family around them that like that they should be married before they do any of the, um, next like steps in life, uh, having children or, or, or moving in with somebody, um, these kind of things. Right.
1: Yeah. And I even think aside from other people's perception of what you should and shouldn't be doing, there's kind of that natural peer pressure. So when everyone else around you is getting married, you feel, or, you know, people might feel that, okay, well, if, if all my friends are getting married and they're at the same place in their relationship that I am, then, the next logical step for me is also to get married. Right. I also think that just from a kind of rom-com perspective, there's this like grand gesture of expression of love that comes with marriage. Um, It's kind of like, it's not real unless we express it to the world. Um And, you know, I think again we're kind of ingrained to think that, like, by standing in front of a bunch of people when you're expressing your love for somebody else, that makes it feel more real. Like the it like makes the commitment even stronger.
0: And 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 the people around you they they kind of like take on the role of witnesses, right? And and like quite literally, in fact, right? And so. You you can't like withdraw later without without a bunch of people basically know hey wait you you made this promise
1: shaming you <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> basically <laughs> so like there's a bunch of people later that like hey you made this pro- promise you can't just like like just step out of this again right
1: yeah yeah um, it's kind of like they're they're holding you accountable for right, for yeah. what you said that you were going to do for the rest of your life
0: yeah absolutely what about um, this perception and I'll call it perception. We're going to talk later about a little bit more about like why we think it's a perception um, of that getting married kind of like creates the solid foundation on which you can build a relationship and build a family. um, And that kind of like gives you the structural um, uh, grounds to, 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 to build this
1: upon. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of where this contract comes in, right? So, I mean, when you're doing business with somebody and you finalize a contract and both parties sign, then you've both agreed, okay, now we're ready to move forward and build upon this foundation that is the contract. So, I think there's this idea that once you've signed that contract, you're laying the foundation to build your your house of marriage. Um, And that for a lot of people you know in order to feel secure sense of security they you know that foundation is is a if they don't have that that's a non-starter they have to have that foundation if they're going to be able to to move forward with a relationship
0: hmm. i think another um <clears throat> excuse me another really important part is um for, for a lot of people at least right in the getting married is this, I'll call it like a princess fantasy. Um, like where, where like uh, from very young age, like especially women, but I'm sure there are men out there as well that think about it similarly. I'm um, uh, imagining like what their wedding will be like and they're planning it for like years and decades. The, like a lot of girls are planning their wedding even before they found like the partner that they want to get married to. Right.
1: I was a bride for Halloween in kindergarten. So, <laughs> yes, I can attest to this. There's this princess idea of, of marriage and having this party and having it be all about you and, and your prince charming and you wear a beautiful dress and flowers and absolutely not to even get like me started on like just the Pinterest culture around marriage or in weddings, I should Instagram. say, not marriage. But think it's
0: yeah. general like social media. Kind of, you want to have the best and like craziest wedding. That- well, you're
1: just comparing yourself right. against other people and their, you know, what they're doing for their weddings and having to keep up. When all of a sudden it feels like it stops being about the two people that are getting married and more about making sure that you're like providing this amazing, beautiful, curated party for all your friends and family.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like the, not the. The institution of marriage is what is important, but the actual wedding, like the actual party, the actual event, like those like two or three days, right? Of 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 um stress and 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 and, but also like kind of like amazing experiences, right? But like that's all that this is the encompassing this like princess fantasy, right? Like so, like after this is over, like this is like a, there's a check mark, basically, right? Um.
1: I think last thing though is 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 that legal sense of security sense of security and I, maybe it's not even a sense of security getting married provides
0: a legal framework a
1: legal framework where with built-in security so right. you're automatically someone's beneficiary you're automatically someone's power of attorney if they get sick um, and it, and for a lot of, you know, traditionally, you know, if we want to go all the way back to the 50s, when women weren't working and men were the sole providers, you know, that security and the legality of marriage was was really important. Um, because, because you
0: couldn't create your own bank account.
1: <laughs> yeah, we just learned that the other day. I think in the 70s, was it, it a millionaire? If you were a female, you couldn't open up a line of credit at the bank without a man co-signing it in the 70s like it's crazy i know that we probably said we would talk about this a little bit later but i do feel like i don't want it to sound like we're tearing down reasons for getting married i mean we're i think i think it's fair that we're talking about you know what are logical reasons that people find themselves in situations from why they want to get married but just to be clear i mean i I'm not hating on on marriage uh if any of these reasons are are important enough to you that you want to make that that legal commitment um, and sign that contract, then I think that's absolutely fair and uh for every I think it's every couple whatever decision that they want to make is what's best for them. And, but I think the reason that we talk about this a lot is that I don't know about you, but I've found at least, and maybe it's because I am a woman that I have to explain my reasons for not being married. When people automatically assume that you and I are married. And so when they find out that we're not, I get a lot of questions about why. And rarely do I ever question people on their choices to get married. And I don't know if people even really – I mean, obviously, couples discuss marriage and whether or not they want to be married, but I don't know if they sit down and critically talk about their relationship and discuss the actual reasons why they choose to get married. I know I didn't.
0: Right. No, I think and, – And I think this is, like, something that we generally tend to do a lot. And one of the main reasons why we decided to do this podcast, right, is, like, because we – we want to share with other people this process of of discussing and critically analyzing um, important life decisions um, uh, in in a way that 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 does not make them less important or less emotionally grounded, but still is kind of like you basically attribute the respect. Uh, you you basically um, you put the time in that these choices uh, should be worth.
1: We don't make the decisions that we make lightly. Like I said earlier, you know, about not people, couples not necessarily thinking about the reasons why they are choosing to get married. And I said, I, I didn't. And that's because, um, you know, when we talk about our initial thoughts on marriage for myself, I've been married before. Um, I got married at 26 years old. Um, after spending six years with my ex-husband, and if I, you know, obviously hindsight is twenty-twenty, but looking, if I were to look back now at the honest reasons why I chose to get married, they weren't—they weren't good ones. <laughs> um. So, I think. So
0: what like do you want to share some of those? Yeah, reasons?
1: I mean, it's just we were two people who were not necessarily in the same place in our lives. Uh, and a part of me thought that by making that next step, that that would force both of us to kind of grow up and rise to the occasion. Um, I also felt like this was a natural like life event. So I had spent, I had graduated from college. I had started my career. We had been together six years, <clears throat> you know, have I wasted my twenties, I it's time to move on. We need to get married and, and keep it going.
0: But what you said before, um, about kind of like like fixing some of the discrepancies that mm-hmm. you felt were in your relationship. Um that's interesting because I I don't think we've actually um yeah. put this on our list. Like kind of like I feel like sometimes people make this choice because they hope they can fix something that is broken in their relationship. Absolutely. Right. So like they use it as like super glue or or like a patch or whatever right and like i don't know if anybody or how many people use that as their primary reason but i think a a lot of times like there's like this red flag and they're just like instead of seeing oh the red flag should actually be a sign for me to not get married or to to at least critically assess assess this choice Mm -hmm. did they actually oh yeah yeah yeah." like getting married would totally help fixing that red
1: flag Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's a really good point. And I think that for me, a lot, there was a part that was, um, if we could just get past this, then everything will be okay from here on out, which I think is actually part of that establishing that sense of foundation, Mm -hmm. um, that we discussed about. I, I felt like if we could just get this foundation, we can build off of that. Um, and, so, for me, I would say that that's getting married for for the wrong reasons. There was a part of me that felt like I had already invested what is the the false um what is it called the fallacy sunken cost fallacy oh, yeah. where I'd already invested so much time in the relationship that I felt like if we didn't get married. I would have just been failing and I'd wasted so much time. So
0: So instead you're going to go and waste some more more (laughs) time.
1: Yeah. Let's waste another four years. (laughs) Um, But, but it's complicated. So, so, you know, I, I, again, you know, so that's like, that was a 10 or 11 year relationship, four of which were married. uh, And I just, I experienced a lot of marriage PTSD. And I also felt like I was forced to face some of these fallacies where, you know, getting married didn't fix things. And that that contract at the end isn't going to stop your partner from doing horrible things to you. Um, if it doesn't mean the same thing to both people, then you're already starting off with a broken foundation.
0: And I think this is kind of like um, where we talked about, where previously I said like this perception um, of um, – uh, this perception of foundation, right. Or let like this perception of like security and safety is like, just because there's a contract does not mean that, um, that things get better. Right. Right. Um, or that, that anybody like, or let's, let's, let's actually let's flip it on its head. Right. Like, and look at it from the other side. It's like, you can have a good relationship, a loving and caring relationship with somebody that is healthy and not toxic, Um, without a contract that says that you have to do so for the rest of your life. On the other hand, like having a relationship that is not caring and loving and that is toxic, like having a piece of paper that says, like, you should love your partner for the rest of your life won't actually make that happen in itself, right? So that's where I, <clears throat> where I mean, like, there's this perception that being married kind of like brings the security with it, which it, which it really doesn't, right? What it does in the end, and I think this is also like something that you maybe experienced in your, from your previous marriage, like it of, like, it actually like creates shackles. Right, when you are in a toxic relationship and uh, th- where there are problems, it actually makes it hard to kind of like, get out of this again, and like and, and 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 creates all this like paperwork and and and, and problems, and like uh, until this day, like we have to deal with like UX in certain situations, right. right? So,
1: what about you? What are what are your thoughts, or what I should say, not say? What are your thoughts currently? What were your but coming into this relationship with me? I should we should maybe mention that we've been together for four and a half years now. So coming into this relationship, what were your initial thoughts on marriage?
0: I mean, I think I, to a to a large degree, I was very in line with some of these reasons that people originally, that we outlined earlier. Um, so like, for me, it was definitely like this kind of like natural progression of life. Like I said, like, yeah, like I'm, I'm going to go and find a partner and I'm, we're going to get married. We're going to have kids and like. I, I do want to, to have always wanted to have kids or like for, at least for for a while the getting married thing was more like kind of like oh yeah this is just what what you do before you have kids right um I didn't have like this big um desire to get married it was just like oh yeah this is what you do um and I guess like one thing that is a little bit was a a little bit a um a thing for me was like kind of like it is um, a life event in the sense of that you you leave like your single life behind and you are now in a, like committed relationship and it kind of puts like a stamp on that officially, <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the end the reality is, this is as we discussed already it's like it's basically purely symbolism right like so like it's literally a stamp right that like or, or signature or whatever like there's no no inherent value in it. Um, And you can have uh, all of these things, a committed relationship, leaving your single life behind, getting, having children, building a family, a life together, like all of these things you can absolutely have without marriage. Um, And so I think kind of like, this is, this process you were very skeptical in the, from the very beginning about getting married again. Like you you called your, your marriage PTSD. Uh, <laughs> but um and like I had this expectation originally, like, oh yeah, like we'll totally get married, but at some like I I realized like
1: why. Like Let me ask you a question. Yeah. I was pretty upfront at the beginning where mm-hmm. I said like I would happily have another child before like without getting married. Mm-hmm. When I said that, did that change things for you at all?
0: I mean, so I as I said, like I definitely wanted and want children, or like we have children, so um if you had said, Oh, I'm I don't want a child before we get married, and I'm not gonna marry you <laughs> that would have been a problem, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> if you like our podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and don't forget to subscribe. So I think Next, we should kind of talk a little bit about because this is what I this is what I think we talk about the most with people. Um, is kind of our decision making around how we kind of landed here. How why did you know it, this? We didn't take this decision lightly. Mm-hmm. This is something that we've talked about numerous times, and we still talk about and we check in with each other about it. You know, often because people change, right? And right. and things that we want change. So it's important to check in and make sure that we're still on the same page. But a lot of people ask us you know why uh why and how we we got to this this conclusion, so I thought, let's talk a little bit about you know what were what what are the things that we considered when we weighed the pros and cons of marriage
0: right. I mean, there's a very obvious one right for not getting married it's like you you'll save a lot of money on the wedding <laughs> <laughs> um. It honestly baffles me a little bit how much money people spend on weddings. Um, but, like, power to them. Like, I don't want to judge them. Oh, no,
1: I absolutely wasted money on a wedding. <laughs> for sure.
0: Um. So, like, I, I mean, yes, this is not very romantic. Like, not a very romantic reasons for not getting married. But I, I don't know if there are any romantic reasons for not getting married.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could take that money and put it as a down payment on a house or... Well, not in the Bay Area, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other other parts of the country, uh, go on a nice vacation, drop it in your four hundred one k, do or IRA. Yeah, uh, you can do a lot with the money.
0: And I think for us specifically as well, like at the time when this when we evaluated this option, right, um, it turned out that from a financial and tax perspective. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, if you get married, you save a lot on taxes. It um, turned out that this would have not been the case for us. Correct. Um, uh, and so we would have basically had to pay a wedding every year.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think we calculated that we would have lost. Well, that was with the current tax situation. Obviously, taxes has changed. Yeah. Maybe this isn't the situation now. Yeah. Um, but when we first ran the numbers, I think we calculated that we would be losing like $10,000 a year by getting married
0: yeah so um, there would have been we would have been like really committed to this decision <laughs> <laughs> i don't I don't think I, the only thing that that we pay that much money on is a is the mortgage for our house yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and then the other thing, and i i a lot of this came from me too because getting so you know obviously getting married. The paperwork, it's its one piece of paper. You you go, you right. sign, you're married. Getting divorced is a lot of paperwork. Um, not saying that, you know, and obviously people don't like to go into their marriage thinking about what could happen if they get divorced. It's, it's not fun to talk about. It's a difficult conversation. And by us not being married, we've been forced to have this conversation multiple times about what happens if things don't work out. Right. Um, but... And uh, just to
0: to to add to that, um, and I think it, yes, nobody wants to talk about what happens if the relationship does not work out, right? But like, reality is is like what? How many percentages? What percentage of marriages go into divorce? Like fifty percent or something like that? Like
1: probably close to that. Yeah.
0: Um. So like, reality is like, there's getting married means there's a decent chance you will divorce at some point, right? And like while this is not very romantic, obviously, and you, that's not exactly what you want to focus on when you do get married when you are in love and you cannot like, and you you can't imagine how that could ever happen to you, but reality is like things happen, people change, life changes things in around you change, and so so like yes you you should you should consider that right like what what happens if the relationship goes into um Breaks up.
1: Um, So I think for us, it was just, there was a paperwork problem. I changed my name last time, and I had to go through the whole process of getting my name changed to my married name. And then once we were divorced, I had to go through uh, changing my name back. And I'm still finding my old name places, and it's been almost five years. So it's just, it's a lot it's a lot of paperwork um and we we chose that we just didn't want to deal with that that paperwork um so those are some of the kind of initial reasons I think why we decided to what what we found for the pros of not being married would be
0: I think there are some more things that we can touch on a little bit later, but uh that kind of like are more philosophical kind of like they're not necessarily reasons to not get married but they're they basically we they gave us a framework or a structure to think how we think about the concept or the the institution of marriage and basically opened our eyes towards like hey well actually i don't we don't think we need to get married right, right? um there are some reasons though why you might want to get married the concept of a family is legally built around the institution of marriage right so virtually anything that um <clears throat> the government gives to a family the government will give to a married couple essentially right so if you're not married um then you will miss out on all these benefits or obligations um right uh, which is like interesting i think one of the important reasons other than like this the reason of symbolism why the um uh gay marriage is like was so 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 important right for for the for the uh, for the gay community because like they miss out on all these things as well right. now and or and we have chosen to miss out on them but for many many years they have they didn't have a choice right, right. um yeah
1: i mean it should it should be your your choice right yeah
0: <laughs> definitely
1: um and you know the other thing that we've kind of run into a lot and uh again being married obviously makes this a lot easier is being able to talk about and define your relationship to other people. It's, mm-hmm. you know, What do you mean with that? So I mean like like we said before, specifically for for us constantly having to explain and define and also just when I'm getting on the phone with Comcast and and explaining problems and letting them know that what my my boyfriend will be home, my my partner will be home. Sometimes it's easier to just say my husband because that's kind of the universal understanding of you know the other my other half, right? The other person responsible,
0: the person that I am in a lifetime committed relationship with,
1: right? So <laughs> it's like
0: you, it's just like husband is like an abbreviation for that,
1: <laughs> right? And and so it's just sometimes it's. You know, I, I sometimes feel awkward, like if I'm talking to somebody new and I, I like, I don't, it feels very weird to refer to you as my boyfriend at this point, but it also kind of feels weird saying partner and with someone that I've never met before. Um, So, you know, it is easy to just default to husband if it's someone that I'm probably never going to talk to again, and I just need to briefly let them know how you and I are connected in one way or or another. Um. I feel like though I tend to have more of a problem with that than you do, and maybe it's just because you don't talk to people who.
0: I don't know. I mean, I I, I am also using. I'm just saying. My wife, in a lot of cases, um, I will sometimes say my partner, um, uh, and I, I do sometimes say my girlfriend. Um,
1: and, and it in-
0: depends. It depends a little bit on. On how close my relationship with the other person is. If it's a total stranger and I don't, I don't care about them knowing anything about us, then I will say my wife. Um, but like, for example, when I, uh, when I would, when I talk to coworkers or other people that like, that are, is more important part of my life, like I will say my girlfriend because it's. I think it's important for me or for them to to know that you're not technically my wife, right? right. I mean, so so other than for us, how we interact. With, with other people and how other people perceive our relationship. Um, uh, in addition to that, I think uh, not being married has a drawback for how our children perceive our relationship. And so basically all the struggles that we have in terms of talking to other people about our relationship, they also have in talking about our relationship to their friends. So like um, – uh and 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 for children especially right there's also this they tend to um like not understand like for example why everybody's parents are married and like but their parents aren't like are they like are they like like are they missing out on something are their parents like special in in a in a in a negative way kind of like are they not like are they not like full parents or something like that right so this is like for the children this this creates these kind of like um yeah hard to understand and to to comprehend kind of like um scenarios and 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 makes it the same just as it makes it for us hard to talk about it, it makes it for them hard to talk about as well but they're obviously children so they don't have the tools to deal
1: with it right yeah so for <clears> example <throat> our oldest child um is How do I even explain? So, okay, so this will be the only time that I refer to our oldest child as not your biological child. So, our oldest, you know, we definitely had when we first started dating. You know, she, I had, I had her with my my ex husband, and he is no longer a part of her life. And you stepped in when she was quite young, but you know, she referred to you as Daniel, and you were mommy's boyfriend. Uh, but it wasn't until she got into preschool that you could see that those gears were tr- starting to turn and she was trying to understand how her family fits with with her friends' families because they were talking about their mom and their dad and she's like, well, I've got my mom and Daniel and we're all a family, you know, and that's when she started to struggle, I think, with kind of understanding the concept of family for her. Right. Um, we rem- and we had to
0: be very explicit, like, yeah. that we are a family, right? Yeah. Like, even if I'm not her dad, um, we are still a family.
1: Right. But we even remedied that, and maybe that's right. something we could talk about in another podcast. But, you know, we we talked to her, and she, you know, decided that she wanted to refer to you as her dad.
0: Right. We discussed, like, basically what, each, what terms, what the right. correct terms for each other because are. Because
1: I think for her, she struggled with, you know, ref- she knew that you were that we were a family, but she struggled with, well, so, you know, my friend has dad and I have Daniel and what does that mean? So, and then on top of that, we weren't married.
0: And this, this was especially important before a second child or actual common biological child was born. Um, so that we, we needed to make sure that both children like have the same concepts and terms.
1: uh, Um, so yeah, it's, it's hard enough for me, uh, to explain, our relationship and the significance of our relationship to other people for children. I can only imagine how, how difficult, uh, that might be.
0: But I think we should probably move on. Um, so I think I, I briefly, um, mentioned it earlier, like some of the philosophical factors, so to say, like, um, so those are not really, they're not really pros or cons. Um, but they were like thought processes that we had, um, that made us realize that we, we do not need to get married. Um, so like, I think, and it touches on, and they kind of touch on some of the things that we discussed in the very beginning about like, what are reasons why people get married? And for us, it's like, we looked at those reasons and we realized that a lot of them do not apply to us. Right. So I think a very important one is like, <clears throat> that this kind of like symbol of commitment, right. Or this contract of commitment, we realize that we can have that without the symbolism, like we can be in a committed relationship. Um, and, dedicated to each other, um, and to our family and our children, right. Without having to have a piece of paper that says that we have to do that. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, um,
1: for me though, that, I mean, it's funny, like, but to, like to get to that point after being married before, and even though it didn't work out and mm-hmm. that piece of paper at the end, at the end of the day meant nothing. This idea of like, stepping into this kind of long-term commitment with, with you without that contract still like at the beginning still even though I was like not interested in being married there's still this part of you that's like I don't know if it's ingrained in you where it's like it's scary to think to, or to take that step and 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 say that you're gonna be committed to someone without doing all the things that you're supposed to do
0: right
1: to to say that you are committed to that person
0: right so it's actually it's harder. To do that step, yeah, in a lot of ways, it was
1: it was hard for me. it was it was very it was weird for me because I, even though I didn't want to get married, there was still this part of me that felt like I didn't have that sense of security that that piece of paper didn't actually end up providing me. Right before it was, I I had to kind of work my way through those and reconcile those feelings um, to kind of and push myself and say, okay, this new relationship that I'm in is going to be based on trust.
0: Yeah. And, and not based on a piece of and paper. And not based on a piece of paper. Right. Yeah. Um yeah, I think like for for that for us like realizing this, that like that we can be a relationship relationship can be just as meaningful and 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 and, and fulfilled um without getting married was in the end like the In combination with all the reasons why, like against all the reasons for not getting married that we outlined before, like why we decided to to in the end not do that step and remain unmarried, this decision meant for us also that like we do not get some of the benefits that married couples get, like for example like the legal framework and whatnot. So we actually had to. Make sure that we have our basis covered, so to say in in a bunch of in regards to a bunch of things, so um maybe we should talk about that a little bit,
1: yeah, I mean, I think if you consciously decide to not get married, then you are aware that by not getting married, you're giving up certain things, and so you need to put like we you had to do more work and you know spend money um to put things in place to make sure that if Something happens that we are treated as if we were married, right? Um, so, for example, power of attorney. So, I mean, I mean, I think most people know that if if you're married and something happens to your spouse, if they're injured, you say you're married, they let you, they let you in the door. You know, if if decisions have to be made and your partner can't make those decisions, then you are automatically that person who makes those decisions again solely because you're married. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, one of the things that we did was, you know, go to a lawyer and just do power of attorneys. So, I mean, if something were to happen, we'd have to bring the power of attorney with us to the hospital. But like, for example, when when I went into labor, we made sure that we had the power of attorney with us in case something happened um, to ensure that, you know, our partners get to make these decisions. You know, my my parents live here, but your parents are in another country. So if something happens to you, like, and and we didn't have this power of attorney there wouldn't
0: even be anybody else around yeah like, they'd decisions. have to get yeah. in contact
1: with your parents on the other side of the world right. so um you know that was one one thing that we did um
0: another thing like um is making sure that for all our accounts um well first of all we we um uh got a will uh, in which we explicitly express uh uh where our um uh assets assets thank you where assets like we'll go um uh, but also like we we need to mean we need to make sure that on all our accounts the beneficiaries are explicitly filled out so to make sure that like each other um we are like covering each other's financials uh and uh,
1: yeah a case of emergency because if we were married o- the partner would automatically get Right. The benefits. So, um, like,
0: yeah, if you marry, married, if, like, let's say there's an accident, one, one person, like, passes away, then the other will get all their assets, like, by default, right? Where, where that's not true for unmarried couples. So, right. like, we have to explicitly say, hey, I want Danielle um, to get, like, my 401k or whatever right. if I passed away.
1: Exactly. Um the other thing that we did uh is when we bought a house um we made sure that we went into the house as tenants in common so that we both own uh the house and it's not just one person's name on the deed again just protecting again here's another one of those conversations (laughs) that we had to have about okay we're going into this we're about to make a significant purchase but we also need to think about what will happen if it doesn't work out right um so by going in on the house as tenants in common then we each own a portion of the house um it's in both of our names so if something were to happen then we would have to either buy each other out or uh or sell the house
0: right and we contribute to the mortgage and both principal and interest payments um to the same level as we attend some common um which which also like touches on the last point a little bit um it's like we a lot of married couples decide to like because they are married and that that to merge their finances right um which we have not done. Like so we have a couple of shared bank accounts um that we use for for family expenses um but we in general manage our own financial assets independently.
1: Right. I will say though that I think that one of the one, another reason, you know, why a married couple might merge their accounts is also kind of around this whole by getting married you'll save money on taxes. If you don't have a, if if not, so for me, my my first marriage, neither one of us had money. Mm -hmm. So by pulling pooling our our resources together, um, it made it easier to to manage our money. Right, but Um, I think
0: also like, if you do not have a prenup, the default is that like all your assets will go to your partner if you pass away. So you are or tentatively, are all your resources and assets are already merged anyway at some point in the future. Right.
1: I guess what I'm trying to say is that while we do have separate accounts and while we do choose to keep separate accounts as well as some individuals, mm-hmm. we have the luxury, we have the privilege of being able to do that because we aren't in a place where we're trying to pool all of our resources together mm-hmm. in order to get our our bills paid. Fair enough, yeah. Um I think the other thing too and and I know we've touched on this Obviously, we're not anti-marriage. This isn't a platform that we want to stand on. Um, as I said, any reason that you you feel is significant enough for for you to be married is, is good. It's a good enough reason for you. Um, and we are not saying that we'll never get married, right? So if something comes up, you know, I was thinking of, you know, for reasons to get married, like one of the most obvious ones that makes the that makes a ton of sense is to keep your partner in the country. Right. We don't have to do that because you have a green card, Mm -hmm. but if you didn't, that would be a perfectly good reason for us to get married. So if there ever came a time where being married made sense to, to help take us to the next level for, for something, um, I don't know if like we decided to live in europe for a while and in order for me to work we'd have to be married like they're they're, we're not completely discounting the idea right it just doesn't make sense for us now
0: right and i think like that's part of the value that you get from like making choices based on like objective arguments and and reasons it's like if the conditions change right you're not married to your (laughs) choice um so you can you can reevaluate the change conditions and be like okay like now it does make make sense to get married. Join us next time when we'll discuss treading off between family and career. To not miss that or any other episode, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts. So to to wrap it up, um, we're not telling anybody to to get married or to not get married, right? Um, I think what we're trying to tell people is that when you're making important decisions in your life you should know why you're making your choices and like what are the 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 arguments for and against them and that you reflect um on those arguments and those choices that you make and that you don't just do it because like everybody else does it or because it's something that is expected from you but like actually consider why you're making this choice Um, And I think um, not only, like, for yourself, but, like, also, like, especially, like, with your partner and your family, right? Um, So you should have a discussion with your partner about, like, all the reasons why um, uh, you're making specific choices, in this case, getting married.
1: Yeah, and I think the other part, too, is, like, when you're making big decisions about your life, especially when it's with someone else, like these are very emotional decisions, mm-hmm. which makes it really scary to talk about because you're afraid that if you talk about them, you're going to find out that you and your partner are not on the same page. Right. Um I can say for myself specifically that has been the hardest part kind of and starting this journey with you. <laughs> but if, but by discussing the these reasons for or against marriage or any decision that you're you're making with your partner, if you're not on the same page, that gives you somewhere to start, um, where you can discuss your reasons for you know why you might feel one way and your partner feels another way, and and hopefully the by by kind of doing your best to take the emotion out of it, you can get. To a place where you both are comfortable.
0: Right. Awesome. So, thanks a lot for listening. Um, please let us know what your reasons are for getting married or or, or not, um, and tell us in the comments below or on Twitter at Unmarried Media. If you want to support us on our work, please check out how to do so at Happily Media slash support. I'm Daniel.
1: And I'm Danielle. And, and we're we are happily, happily unmarried. unmarried.